Let's begin now. to me julio just kidding kind of had to do that didn't you yep <sighs> yep 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 that one lined up yep 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 man i am uh i'm kind of excited for tonight's show i don't know why actually i know why it's just it's it's so fun on thursdays it's because i'm here oh because I'm, I'm the show yep there you go Julio, the show Sanchez. You might have some uh, nickname might yeah, be taken. You might have some issues with that one. All right? Somebody spelled Danon's name on here. Danon. That's okay. Close enough. Mm-hmm. It does look like it's starting to snow, man. We just supposed to. We can't avoid this stuff, man. Can't avoid it. Over it. Done. I need golf weather. I need sunshine. I need seltzers. Bush lattes. Should have led with lattes. Mm-hmm. Can't go back now. Nope. You ready for Sunday? Or are you not there yet? Uh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Not not quite there, but I'm getting there. You're like half chub? Ha- half chub, that's okay. right. That's Sorry, correct. buddy. Yeah. It's after hours. That's true. Long day. Uh, long weeks, actually. I love playoff season because I really feel like Monday was just yesterday. And I, I'm having a hard time to believe that it's already Friday tomorrow. And it's also awesome that, like, every single game on NFL Network is just a random Bills versus Chiefs game, which as long as it says playoffs underneath it, I know who wins, which is all I need to know, which we're going to talk a, a little bit about uh, that game all night. Uh, I know that there was some uh, some interesting news today involving Frank White and all that, but I'm going to do my job as a good teammate of the station. I'm not going to talk about it because you can go to the podcast page and download the drive. And listen to Carrington and Bob from yesterday. You can listen to Alex and Gold, Alex and Gold, Alex and Cody from theirs. You can listen to the drive again today and listen to that. But here on After Hours, uh, we have two hours. And I sat down and put together a little bit of a rundown that involves all Chiefs and Bills tonight. We'll do all Chiefs and Bills tomorrow night. And then Sunday. You've kind of got a fun day here on sports radio because you'll have myself and Quentin like normal nine to noon. And then after that, you get an extended pregame show with two people that I dearly love and consider friends in Jay Binkley and Chris Unicero. You might know them from a lot of programming here or the character concerns podcast. A lot of hard work goes into that uh, weekly and uh, you'll get those guys as well. Binkley will be on the show tomorrow night Sunday we'll do all the whole thing again. We'll get all the we'll get all the uh host producers predictions and confirmed today we'll get uh meteorologist Carly Ritter to join the show again on Sunday. That was confirmed today where we were at Fox 4. So, new fan of the show. We're just trying to build the brand, Julio. It's expanding, that's all. That's you know? right. Yeah, you got to get insight from different people. You right? got to build the brand. I like it. You know what I mean? It's just simply too good. Solid foundation. Shout out to you. I think you should leave. It's rude. No, that's a show. I gotcha. Tim Robinson. You haven't watched it? We're 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 going back and forth here. It was a you know, it was a little quip, but you just kind of ruined it. So oh, darn it. Oh, you said it's okay. It's okay. 
Okay. So you started have, the show off good. So you have watched it's it. It's fine. It's true. Yes, I okay. have. Every episode? Uh, no. I've watched every episode. episode twice. It's only three seasons, and every like episode's only like 20 minutes. And there's only like seven or eight episodes a season. It's kind of like my modern day office. You know how you do those TV shows where you're like getting ready to go to bed. You're kind of like laying there. I mean, I'm a single guy, so there's nobody else in my bed. But like, I don't know if like you and the lady are just like putting something on for background noise. Just kind of like, you know, be on your phone, look at Instagram reels, chat with whatever. That's like that show. Because like there's some skits that I pass on where I'm like, eh, not my thing. And then other ones I'll be like, okay, I'm going to watch a little bit more and see if I can catch up on one of these. It's like my, uh, my curb. Yeah. Parks and Rec. Getting ready like to that. start, by the way. Curb right. enthusiasm. Last season, right? Yep. Final one. Larry David's done. Um, did you watch the new True Detective yet? I have not. I've actually, I'm halfway through season two because I never finished it. Uh, not uh, that it really matters with, you know, True no, Detective, yeah. but. Season two, not good. Uh, that's what I've heard, and it's really. Um, but you're already in it's it. It's hard. I'm, uh, I'm there. I'm committed. Season three, like the first, like six episodes. First season was so good. You won't top it. Like, I'm just, yeah. spoiler alert, okay. you will not top it. Um, and, uh, but season two, Vince Vaughn, Colin Farrell, I think is who's in that one, right? Correct. Uh, that one kind of just dragged on, but it's also tough because it was going up against the McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. One, it just started out fantastic, so hard. Yeah. Right. And then season three is okay. Uh, the same guy plays like three different characters from three different times. It's good, but there's a lot of buildup. It just kind of, for me, it fell flat. Season four, episode one, I'm down. It's got Jodie Foster and it. it takes place in Alaska, the 30 days at night. I'll leave you at that. So catch up, Julio. Okay. Hey, guys, nice to hear you. I love the Chiefs. I grew up in Wisconsin and would love to hear your thoughts about my baby Packers. Love it. They beat Dallas. Not only that, they confused Dallas so much that they decided to keep their coach. I could not believe it, dude. Womp, womp. The only, who would have thought? I, actually, I'm here for it. I, who, I love it. Who would have thought I love that it. the smartest team out of the, AFC, or the NFC East at the end of the season would have been the Washington Commanders? They got right. rid of Ron, Ron, Ron Rivera. Right, you thought that maybe Philadelphia might get rid of Sirianni after that whole thing, and not only that, uh, you got Mike McCarthy, not Mike McCarthy, yeah, Mike McCarthy, with probably the most pathetic showing. They were eight zero at home. That was embarrassing, and they got blown out. Embarrassing. Like if anybody had any question to have Dan Quinn be their head coach after right. that game, Done. just Done. scam likely on your phone. Oh, dude, that was bad. From the start. I mean, not good. Not good. And then your boy, Joe Flacco, uh, we saw his true colors come out. It was not my boy. Okay. You know, the defense right. didn't show up either, though, to be fair. No, but I, the only thing I will say that I get annoyed with the Green Bay Packers is because I do think Jordan Love has, has made his point. Have you, have you seen a quarterback start the season with so much dislike and, mm-hmm. and go the complete opposite now where everyone is just drooling and fawning over him? Closest thing, Brock Purdy. Because everybody with Brock Purdy was like, he was Mr. Irrelevant. He was, uh, he was uh, he's his last pick of the draft. Let's see, let's see how good he is. Brock Purdy's pretty good. Like, he's not great. Like, I would take many quarterbacks over Brock Purdy, but I feel like there's a little similarity with that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, man, uh, wow. Green Bay, Brett Favre. And then they get Aaron Rodgers to fall on their lap. And then you're like, oh, what are you going to do after the two-time MVP Aaron Rodgers leave? Jordan Love. Are you sold on Jordan Love? I mean, he's looked good for enough weeks to think that they've got something. It's not like, you know, a Jake Browning where it's like, well, it's been a couple weeks where he looks pretty decent. Or like even like there was with Daniel Jones where it's like, well, maybe he's figured it out. You know, it's been six. 
Man, I don't know. Because Jordan Love looked really good against the Chiefs, and that's a good defense that he was good against. Yeah. Like, and that was a game in the middle of the whole time of the season where the Chiefs were kind of eh. But Jordan, Jordan Love's looked good. He's spinning it. I, I think I need to see another season yeah. of and that's the important. level of play that he's at now. And that's, what's, that's important that you say because we will have a full summer. They got to pay him, though, man. And spring of videotape. They got to pay him. Once there's tape and people kind of know your tendencies. That's what I mean. Yeah. And so we'll see. I mean. Somebody says that I think you should leave is the most quotable and gif-able show ever. You sure about that? The traveling <laughs> crooner? I really, really want to make money off this. I really want to. And then the next text, we're already losing control of our show. Dusty, my sister said you were cute. Like teddy bear cute or two dirty martinis cute. Either way, let's dive into the show. I don't know, man. Come on, have some respect. I am having respect. I'm asking a, a respectful question, you know? What are we doing out here? Trying to get hit on during the show? Um, man, I'm ready for this. I'm extremely excited, honestly. I mean, I know it's going to be a hostile environment. Um, they have a great fan base, um, and it'll be packed. And, uh, I, I mean, I've watched it on TV, but I get to really experience that fan base in person um, at the stadium in Buffalo. Um, but uh, I've always been, I've been a fan of the game. Um, and I think more than anything, I like getting to go to other stadiums and experience that type of stuff and see what the, the stadiums I've watched growing up and those great games, see what it's like and get to play in those environments. And so I know it's going to be hostile. Um, I know they're going to be wanting to win that football game, and I'm sure there'll be some trash talking going on. Um, but when you look back on it, uh, it'll be a great memory to be able to go out there and play in a playoff game in a great environment. Be the villain. Finally, my dreams have come true. I've been waiting for this day, and for one, Patrick LeVon Mahomes the second. To really lean into this character. And I know there's a lot of you that know that in my past, I used to be all in on wrestling. I know we have the Royal Rumble coming up on the 27th. Not that I've got it on my calendar, but it is one of those staples that I have to watch. And there's times where a guy will go from face to heel, right? The most notable one, I believe, is Hogan's Bash the Beach, right? He joins uh, the NWO. For those of you who don't know that, it's all over the internet if you want to look it up. Or there's Steve Austin, right? Where he shakes McMahon's hand after four years or three years of of beating his boss's ass and being that guy. And then all of a sudden, he gets help to win the title and shakes the villain's hand. And everyone's like, I don't know if I like this, but you kind of do, right? And I've always thought that heel Rock Johnson was better than face Rock Johnson. That's a debate that a lot of people can have, and that's fine. But that's just my opinion. Um, but the time is now, right? You don't have a better opportunity teed up on a platter to become the villain of the NFL. And sometimes being the villain is just a vague word. Stay with me and let me talk to you. Because you can be hated for many, many reasons, but look at why you're hated, right? Mahomes will never be hated the way that Tom Brady was hated, right? Because Tom Brady was always tied to allegations. Now, if there comes a day where the Chiefs have deflated footballs or there's some random reason they're stat on a team, that's not going to happen. I know that because Andy Reid is not that guy. Patrick Mahomes is not that guy. And... Patrick Mahomes, at least in our opinion now, isn't really cringy. 
right? Like, there were times where, like, Brady was cringe, and you're just like, all right, dude, we get it. Six-round pick, filled in for Bledsoe, strung off three Super Bowls, made a dynasty. You're great. You're the great, whatever. And I'm sure there's people that make dusty, dusty, dusty. Patrick Mahomes was cringe all the time. Have you heard his voice? Have you heard your voice? Have you heard my voice? I'm sure my voice is cringy at times. But the thing is, is that this is a time and place where you can really, really, really lean into this. Because we'll go into more depth with the numbers later tonight. But this is one of those things where when you probably hung out with your friends, and maybe there's that one guy in your group, for the long time it was me, that's in your group where like certain people are like, I don't know, I just don't like Mike. Something about Mike. You're like, what's wrong with Mike? Like, I don't know, man. He's kind of loud. Like, okay. Eh, he's kind of cocky. All right. Well, what makes you think that he's cocky? I don't know. It's like, maybe he's just confident or maybe he's just like knowing who himself is and he's comfortable in his own skin and you're just uh, afraid to admit that because maybe you're a little bit more introverted than Mike. Can't really give you a reason why they don't like that person, right? Like, people started to hate Steph Curry because he chewed on his mouthpiece while he shot free throws. Really? Or is it because he could hit a three from anywhere in the gym and they reinvented basketball and they became this powerhouse team? You didn't like him because he was always winning because everybody had something nice to say about him because everybody was always talking about him because he was always on your TV screen, a la Patrick Mahomes. We know what the records are with Patrick Mahomes, 12 and 3 in the playoffs, never traveled on the road in the playoffs, not his fault. What, you want him to lose so he can lose in the regular season so he can actually go travel on the road? Said no one ever. Now you get to go to Buffalo. And if there's one thing we know about Buffalo, right? There's one thing we know about Buffalo. They've never won the title. And there's a lot of sickos out there that want Buffalo versus Detroit in the Super Bowl because then everybody wins, except the team that loses, obviously. Do we, though? Do we? I, I'm just saying, I don't want it. I want Chiefs in Detroit. I want the rematch. If I could scream from the top of the roof. Because nobody else in the NFC, I don't want San Francisco. We've already done that. Yep. Right? I don't need that. Been there, done that. I don't want Green Bay. It's not their time yet. They're young. They're talented. They'll get there eventually, whatever. Right? Give me Detroit. Where you, like want, you know what I mean? I like it. And so... You have the numbers that prove your wealth, right? Now you get to go to Buffalo, where the Chiefs haven't gone to Buffalo since 1994. That's the last time they went to Buffalo in the playoffs. They lost 30 to 13. Joe Montana was lying motionless on the field. It was a horrible scene. Dave Craig came in to finish the game. Buffalo went on to the Super Bowl to lose, right? And Buffalo's always had heartbreak. Four consecutive Super Bowls, never won one. Got beat by Dallas twice. Everybody hated Dallas. Why? Because they were good. And they were always on your TV screen. Not only that, But Patrick Mahomes can really play the villain in Buffalo. Because you can go to Buffalo, a team that scraped, clawed, fought, and got to the top of their division in the last week of the season, snuck in and got the two seed. And now they get to host Kansas City Chiefs where there's a chance that Patrick Mahomes can take this team up there and knock Buffalo out for the third consecutive time, not the third consecutive, three out of four years, and knock them out of the playoffs with his arm. We know Buffalo's hurting, right? Not just injury report. We'll get into that a little bit later too. A lot of injuries. But they're going up against the cap next year. This is probably it for their window because they've got to do a lot of adjustments. Josh Allen really, really, really needs to be Patrick Mahomes, and they finally have him in their house. So you go out to Buffalo, first time on the road. Gosh, he can win on the road too. He doesn't have to be at home. He beat the Bills again, third time in four years. This is disgusting. I don't like this guy. Why? Because he's good? Of course. He's the anti-hero. How about that for a season this year? Not to well have played. any puns. Actually, to melt the well whole played. pot with puns. 
Go be the anti-hero. Have that be your modern era. Coming up on the other side, I hate cliches, but there's one giant cliche on this team that speaks volume. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Made to shine. I think, I don't think, I know for a fact that I had the CD and I'm pretty sure I knew every single word to like 80% of the songs. Yes, and I'm, I think I'm with the, you on that. I think the best song on this whole album was Loving Me. The like, I think it's the last Debatable. Second, second to last song on the album. This CD, man. Ridiculous album though that was yeah you couldn't go back after this like once he no did this one track. like nothing he did uh after what this one had like ei on it this song country grammar loving me uh i love this album so much i bought the free city album by the saint lunatics like that's how much and that's that album was amazing that, was, that slap too i Woo. agree Woo. i was mad that i wasn't from st louis for about two years although they can keep the pro bell cheese i do kind of yeah, like it though uh, no Tastes like plastic. Yeah. A16 says, could you imagine Detroit versus the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? How much would we see Eminem versus Taylor for two weeks? I don't know, but just give me that same energy you have towards Taylor Swift, towards Eminem. Agreed. You know? 100%. I didn't hear anybody complain about how many times they showed Eminem in Detroit, but he's from Detroit. They suck. I don't care. He was there and they were showing him. Either way, I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to get too involved in it. Um, that's why Mahomes is uh, the Texas rattlesnake. Take us 13 seconds to strike you, and you know it's lethal. Blink around and find out. Somebody asked, who's Mike? Just a name when you fill in, like, a story, you know? Yeah, see, like, you know, like, this album was big for people our age. My buddy Chris just texted me. He's like, Country Grammar was a jam. Dude, that whole album, man. That whole album. I think the, what, the cover was him, like, in a vest, shirtless with the yep. arch behind him. Yeah, yep. come on now. Puffy Come vest. On, dude. The old puffy vest. Mm. Man, I love that album. Somebody at the top says, Loving Me was a bop. Wild Styles 86. I don't know if I'm supposed to give out that information. We're going to get into some music here tonight. I'm excited for it. Yeah. But um, there is a big cliche, and I hate cliches. And they do the whole like camp cliches or the media cliches on Festival in the Morning. Speaking of, Fesco in the morning, I will join them around 9.15 for the roundtable tomorrow morning. So we're here, we're there, we're everywhere. It's like a Dr. Seuss type of season for me right now. I don't care. I just want to be here for you. I want to be the voice that you guys can turn your radio on and be like, you know what? It's Chiefs. I know this guy is going to bring it. Let's have it. So that's what we're here for. But there is a giant cliche in football, and I think you all know what it is, and that is defense wins championships, right? We hear it all the time. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, right? There's a there was a year where, you know, there's been teams that their defense was just so damn good that they didn't need a whole lot other than that. And this is one of those years. And this was James Palmer on the defense after the Miami game via the NFL Network. Uh, Tom, I asked Chris Jones that exactly after the game when we were on the field, and he did not want to do a post-game interview with me. He just wanted to get off that field because he was freezing uh, through and through. And he said, yes, we can ride this defense throughout the postseason because of our physicality and because of our discipline. Let's look at those two. Physicality, 
Look at what they were able to do up front, specifically on the outside. Andy Reid said he's never seen Tyree Kill manhandled at the line of scrimmage like Legereus Sneed was able to do throughout this game. And then I was told the entire game plan was that the Dolphins are a finesse team. We're going to have them fear the middle of the field. The Dolphins couldn't go down the middle of the field in this game. It's a big reason why they went one for 12 on third down and never got into the red zone through the course of this game. The discipline aspect of it is there's such an understanding of Steve Spagnuolo's defense from this group that they're able to do so many different things. And that was the other thing Chris Jones told me. He said, in Spags, I trust. And it's the game plan that I was told, Tom, in the locker room that players just wouldn't shut up about. It was everything, Mike, that, that Spags put together for this group that allowed them to go out there and show so many different looks. And now Patrick Mahomes even said in his post-game press conference, I finally have learned it's okay to take the underneath shot and punt it, play field position with the defense we have now. That was James Palmer. And then this little snit bit is from Mike Dana from the uh, locker room about Coach Spagnuolo. Spags is a wizard, man. He got tons of pressures, blitzes, and, you know, he know how to get after a quarterback. And, you know, uh, we're going to do that on Sunday. It's going to be exciting. Should be. But this defense to, again, quote, I think you should leave, is simply too good on all units. And the funny thing is, is that when you think about this defense, it's it's almost so rich layered throughout the entire 11 men that it's like you bring up one unit and then you think of another one and then you can one up it from the next level of, of the of the defensive unit, right? And I'm not going to say that this defense is that Tampa Bay defense that made Rich Gannon throw the ball five times to a player in a different jersey. But you remember that defense, right? Pro bowlers at every level, all pros at different levels, right? Simeon Rice, Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, John Lynch, Rondé Barber, Dexter Williams. Like all those guys were on that team And their quarterback was Brad Johnson. In fact, I'm pretty sure their running back was Michael Pittman, whose son now is the stud receiver that we need to bring to Kansas City. Or it was Warwick Dunn, but I think he was already in Atlanta. Or maybe he was, I don't know what's going on. Maybe he was already in Tampa. Who knows? I just ruined that. But what I'm getting at is that this defense, on every level, you could take and put it on a different team and it would elevate that team's defensive success, right? Who's talking about George Karloftis? And that's fine. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Let him stay quiet. Ten and a half sacks. Seven last year. Numbers increased by a good amount, right? People are like, oh, it's only three and a half sacks. Only three and a half sacks. Okay. In his second year, he increased his number by three and a half and already showed that in his AFC Championship game against the Bengals last year, he shut the door. And this game that we just saw, he was ferocious. And you still have Chris Jones, who I thought was interesting, crying pregame. Because of all the feels, you kind of get the vibe of maybe this is the last ride for Chris Jones in Kansas City. If it is, so be it. But you factor in that, and I know that Mike Dana was not in practice. Again, the only one that missed, and it's a little concerning at this point. But you throw in Ominahue and Karloftis and Chris Jones and Mike Dana and you throw those guys around, we're just at level one. And then you go to the next level, right? Drew Tranquil, great offseason signing. 
been great. Filled in for Nick Bolton with the next man up syndrome. Perfectly. Willie Gay, disgusting. Nick Bolton probably just played his second best game outside of the Super Bowl against Philadelphia that he's ever played against Miami, a high-powered offense. Looks legit. Oh, you want to go to the safeties? Okay. Justin Reed, maybe one of the best Veach signs that we've seen in, a, in, in the history of Brett Veach. And there's a lot of good ones. Because we're going to stick out the, the guys that didn't make sense or the draft picks that didn't hit. Let's talk about Justin Reed for a minute. Right? Captain of the secondary, basically. Keeps those guys all in check. Missing Brian Cook. But Mike Williams, next man up, been doing all right. And then we haven't even talked about Legereus Sneed, the biggest snub in history of Pro Bowls. And Trent McDuffie, an all-pro corner in his second year. And you think about all the aspects on that defense, there really is no weak spot. Leo Chenal's been great, even showed that he can kick return. I get it, the ball was frozen, but either way, he did it twice. But you go from corners to safeties to linebackers to D-line, and this defense is just simply too good. And when the pressure, and it's crazy too, because everything works together, right? You have the wizard, as Mike Dana would say from Spags, who gets the pressure up front, takes away the flats on the outside or the QB run, and then the pressure up front leads to quick decisions that lets your secondary just absolutely eat. Is Trent McDuffie and Legereus Sneed, are they studs? thousand percent. Are they elevated studs because they have trust in Justin Reed, the linebackers in the D-line up front? You betcha. And I get it, it's a cliche that defenses can win championships, but we talked about Tampa's defense with Brad Johnson right? Baltimore's defense with Trent Dilfer. This is a Kansas City defense with Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to say that name one more time, Patrick Mahomes, because there's two guys, two guys. One's done it already before with one of the dumbest takes I've ever heard in my entire life. He's at it again. The other one, well, he played against him, got to see him on the field, but still has the same mindset of Let's go outside the box and talk about somebody that's not Patrick Mahomes that we think is better. We come up on the other side. They're doing it again. National guys, we keep the receipts because we keep playing football until we don't. I'm Dusty Likens. That's Julio Sanchez, and this is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app.